Greetings, leaders. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 45 of Leadership Is Podcast. Last week, we talked about the psychology of resilient leadership as it relates to decision-making. Well, execution is just as important as decision-making, and we're going to talk about the impact of decision-making today. Let's talk about it. The Psychology of Resilient Leadership Part 2, Execution. Strategy is a leadership principle that many leaders must adapt to. However, Peter Drucker says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. The culture of an organization is determined by three things. The decision of the leader, the execution of that decision, and the impact of that execution. Now, last week we talked about, you know, decisions and making decisions and how leaders make up their mind or M-I-N-D as I use it as an acronym, which stands for Mission, Information, Negotiate, and Decide. Leaders always sift everything that comes to their desk through the mission, core values, and KPIs of that organization before they make a decision and they measure the impact that the decision is going to have on their ideal customer, their employees, and overall organization. So if you are a leader, this is, in fact, how you should simplify the process of making up your mind. Now, of course, there are, you know, other variables that play a part in execution as it relates to your business structure or your business model. Right. Uh, When you have a board that's there that has to make decisions, you know, voted through and, and whatnot. But again, once a leader has made up their mind, they sift it through the mission, which is the M, the mission, then the I or the information that they receive. Then they negotiate the end between the mission statement, the mission of the company organization, the core values of the organization and the information that they receive. They negotiate between the two to see how the information fits with the mission of the organization. And then they decide whether it does fit or if it doesn't or how can we make it fit if we want it and it doesn't. That's how leaders make up their mind. John C. Maxwell, one of the greatest uh, leadership gurus of our time, you know, gave a story about how he was out fishing with his father and he happened to see three frogs that sat on a log and one decided to jump. His father asked him how many frogs were left. And John C. Maxwell said, two. He said, nope, there was three. He says one decided to jump. That doesn't mean that he jumped. He just made a decision. So when you make a decision as a leader or as an individual, period, you have to make um, an action that coincides the thought or an act, A-C-T. You have to make an action. You have to execute on that decision. 
um, and then you have to measure, right, the impact of your decision and your action of that decision on your ideal customer, your employee engagement, and your products and services, right? You have to measure that uh, decision, how it's going to impact your ideal employee, I mean, your ideal customer, your employees, and your overall organization. And with your organization, with your ideal employee, and, and with uh, your ideal uh, customer, pardon me, your um, employee and your organization, right? It, it, it is going to impact your, your ideal customer. It's going to impact your employee engagement. It's going to impact your products and services, right? So, but, but who's all involved in the decision-making? And as we stated, it really depends on the structure um, of your business. And there are really uh, several business structures that, you know, one could, could look at. However, you know, the major three that we're going to talk about here um, today as it relates to making a decision and executing on that decision is the corporate public, which is, you know, public traded. Um, the, there's a corporate private, um, which is not public, publicly traded, right? And then there's nonprofit, which of course has a board. And even a um, corporate public, you know, also has a board as well. So it, it's, so, you, you know, these decisions and then the execution of these, these decisions have to be sifted through quite a few people. And these people have to be in alignment with the KPIs, the core values and the mission statement of that organization in order for, you know, the execution uh, to be in, in succinct, even though, um, you know, with these boards can have a majority vote. And if the majority vote wins, then those that are not with it, you know, as a team, right, to be, you know, to have that um, synergy will still have to go with it, even if they disagreed in the initial vote. But if this is what the team is going for, then I'm a part of the team. We're going for it. See, that's the mentality that has to be trained within your organization for people to realize that when we're having an argument, we're not uh, against each other. We're arguing over the problem, not the human being. Right. So um, so when you have uh, made a decision and now you're executing, make sure that like the old saying says, measure twice, but cut once. Measure twice. But cut once. But what hinders leaders from executing? There are three major reasons, but we will explore one in minor detail today. Um, the first reason is there's no vote of confidence. There's no vote of confidence. Have you ever watched Star Wars where um, they had Palpatine, who, of course, was the uh, Sith Lord who had control over the Senate and how the Senate would vote. And then there was the um, the the this the Senate person that was before him by the name of Valorium. Well, he was able to manipulate the Senate to um, and the uh, the 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 lady who was in control. I forget her name at the time. Uh, Padme, um, Senator Padme from, you know, 
whatever system that she was from, but she was controlling the controlling. She had the controlling interest, right? That was there. And so, but there was someone she was trying to put in power or was in power who was representing her named Valorium, but Palpatine was able to manipulate the entire Senate to give a no vote of confidence. And that simply means that they don't believe in right? Your authority, you don't believe in your competency to be able to handle uh, certain things. And so um, and when you make a decision, right? And if you've ever gotten voted against um, in that decision making, well, then that, 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 you know, that's number two is the majority vote against you. Um, then number three, that produces the fear. It produces fear. Now, once again, I, you know, I use acronyms a lot. I love using acronyms a lot. I don't want to change anyone's vocabulary, but to expand the dictionary. And so using the word fear, right, is they focus everything around rejection. This is what this fear means uh, as it relates to a, a leader making up their mind and executing on that is that there's no vote of confidence, majority vote against them. And that produces the fear. They focus everything around rejection. This fear, you know, is what's involved in fear is criticism, abandonment. They're looked at as an imposter. And then, of course, they have a fear of making a mistake. Right. So but with me, I believe in fighting fear with fear. What I mean by that is as a leader, but we're going to talk about that, you know, in, in just a few minutes here. So um, but this fear, they focus everything around rejection. It's the criticism, abandonment, looked at as an imposter and fear of making a mistake. I mean, how many people would actually have confidence in themselves if every time they made a decision and they made an act, you know, someone criticized them, people abandoned them and they were looked at as an imposter. You know, they got chewed out and ridiculed and this and that. And they really had the best interest of the organization in mind. But then there are some people that are in that organization uh, that has another idea in mind to really get rid of you know, that leader. Right. And and so there's the infighting that ensues there. And those who have, you know, power uh, can have a tendency um, to halt uh, the decision making and um, execution of these leaders, which, of course, could at times make them look like uh, they are, you know, um, incompetent. Right. So we have to all be vigilant um, protectors of our organizations and of our leaders. And of course, um, of the uh, the the employees, the ideal customers and our products and services. Right. Who's going to be the honest protectors of the organization in which you are a part of? Because sometimes you're going to look like an enemy when you go against the status quo, right? When you're standing up for the KPIs, when you're reminding people of the core values and the mission statement of an organization, then, you know, if you're going to be that one that does that, you're going to be made to look like an out, you're going to be an outlier. 
at certain points. If you're the only one that's doing that, you're going to be an outlier. But um, I've, you know, that's how you measure the quality of an organization by finding someone who's willing to stand up for the organization. And if you can't find anyone that's willing to stand up for the organization, then, of course, that is a fishbowl of toxicity. You, you, you may want to try to find a way to, you know, to, to exit that. All right. So what is rejection? Rejection is the dismissing or refusal of a proposal, idea, decision or action. Once again, a rejection is the dismissing or refusal of a proposal, idea, decision or action. Rejection has an impact on a leader in three major ways. It destroys their confidence, right? Their position is threatened. Number two is it uh, it questions the trust on both, you know, lack of trust for both the leader and the follower. The leader starts, you know, dismissing uh, his or her trust in the organization as those who follow that leader begin to dismiss their trust of them. And then number three, it alters that leader's vision because the vision may say, well, I may not have long in this organization. Right. So I, I have to, you know, let me give something or you may say, well, let me give it one last hurrah. <laughs> right. And um, let me just go all out with a supreme with the, uh, a superb uh, vision. And then, of course, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But again, rejection has a impact on, you know, the confidence, the trust and the vision of leaders. And at the end of the day, we as leaders still have to decide and act. Still have to decide and act. So if a leader has that fear, which is focus everything around rejection, you know, in making your decision, I say fight fear with fear. And so the way that you use fear is focus everything around results. Focus everything around the results uh, that you actually want, you know, in your organization, in your company. And so um, with the results, your results, right, are going to be uh, based on your KPI, your core value, your mission statement, the company culture, products and services, customer relations, community relations, right? You, you want to look at your decision that you make and then the execution of that, that decision that you're going to make is how is it going to, to affect your KPIs, your core value, your mission statement. You're keeping all of this in mind, right? These are the results, right? And the results, the core value, the mission statement, the company culture, these are the things that are actually there that's already in your mind, already in place, that are uh, systems that are set up to, to support, you know, these ideas and these policies. So when you're going to focus everything around results, whether everything is the KPI, the core value, the mission statement, the company culture, products and services, customer relations, community relations, you focus everything around the results. How is your decision and your action going to impact, you know, everything? 
<laughs> right? And then, of course, you know, uh, along with the everything, there is, you know, the impact that it would have on your, your ideal customer, your employees, and your organization. This thing has many, this, this, this is like a bolt of lightning with many uh, branches <laughs> um, attached, you know, to this thing. Like your, uh, your mindset as a leader, your decision making as a leader, your execution as a leader impacts your entire structure of everyone who you communicate with, your um, your supply chain, right? It, it, it impacts everyone, right? So this is why sometimes you may have people say, well, man, it's taking them a long time to decide because leaders have to really, they can't just make an impulsive decision without thinking about the impact it's going to have on those that are trusting in him and those that are uh, relying on her as it relates to, you know, uh, the leader and, and the vision and the, the movement of that organization. So leaders must have a strong connection to their why. Why? Leaders should have an answer for these four questions as it relates to their why. Because see, their why you know, are the ideal customers, the, uh, the employees and the, uh, um, the, 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 the overall, uh, impact and growth and development of the organization. So leaders not going to just make some impulsive decision simply to get you out of their face. And if they do, then yeah, those ones that sometimes you have a, a tendency to have, you know, no vote of confidence in or majority vote against, you know, right. And then they're making those impulsive decisions just based out of fear, unless they absolutely already have made a decision like that prior and have learned what the impact of that decision would be and see that, hey, this is the right decision to make at this time. I know I have confidence in what's going to happen with this decision. Then they make that decision. OK, so but leaders should have an answer for these four questions. Number one, what harmonizes me? Right. Number two is uh, what hinders me? Why? Number three, why does this business exist? Number four. Why am I the leader of this business? See, I read a book by uh, Patrick Lencioni called The Motive. And in this book, he was talking about how this CEO wanted to um, have a uh, conversation with um, a consultant, uh, consultant firm who was the consultant firm of who he perceived as was his com uh, competitor, Right. And so but what happened was um, the consultant, uh, the consultant firm ha had a conversation with the CEO of uh, the other company. And so then the CEO of the other company ended up being the one that was talking with the CEO of the company who wanted to get the consultancy firm. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't just listen to it again. <laughs> um, and so what ended up happening was, as they were talking, the CEO who initially um, sought out the consultancy firm had a secret conversation with his board and the other CEO's 
board and made a decision to do a hostile takeover. But at the end, well, it wasn't so hostile, though, but yeah. But at the end of the conversation, the CEO who initiated the entire uh, deal, the consultancy and the takeover, uh, learned from the other CEO that he really did not know why he wanted to be the leader. And so the moral of the story is, you know, uh, at the end of the story, what ended up happening was he's, he, he did the merger, but he was so uh, in love with the organization and the idea that he had just found out about himself that he made the other CEO that he was about to take over his company, him the CEO of the merging organization. And he found his place in whatever it was that he was most passionate about, which was not being the leader. So a leader must have a strong connection to why you want to be a leader, why you are the leader, right? What harmonizes you? What hinders you? Why does the business that you're the CEO of exist? And why are you the leader of that organization? When you know why you fear and why your company exists and why you are the leader, consider who your actions will impact and how it will impact on your employee engagement, company culture, product services, customer relations, and community relations. Study yourself as a leader and allow what you realize about yourself to be the driving force for you being the best leader that you can be. You have what it takes, but you have to get a strong connection to your why. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to help your organization to fill or build your leadership bench. If you would like to have a half hour conversation, please don't hesitate to reach out at my email is thejasonamohammed at gmail.com or you can call us at 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.